Well, no wild moves on the markets this morning, but a few curious moves with equities fairly subdued, bond yields falling, the US dollar down a little. Uh, we've got a widening gap between the pound and the euro and central banks saying everything is going really well, but not so well that we have to change course. The RBA said that yesterday. The FOMC minutes tonight will no doubt do the same, but the IMF pushing their forecast higher, which is fair enough because it, well, it's been months, isn't it, since they last did a forecast. It's Wednesday, the 7th of April, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Right, the US dollar is falling further. It's another 0.3% down on the DXY, close to 1% down on the month so far. The Aussie is up 0.2% today. And the euro and the pound pulling apart. The euro is up half percent. The pound is down half percent. But the euro, of course, has been losing against the pound in recent weeks, of course. And the Kiwi dollar, not too excited about the opening up of the travel bubble with Australia. It seems the New Zealand dollar is down 0.1% this morning, while the Aussie dollar is going up. Uh, US Treasury yields are down four basis points, and the share market has cooled somewhat. Uh, a 0.2% rise in the Nasdaq, a slight fall in the Dow and a fairly flat S&P. Equities are up in Europe though, 1.3% rise in the FTSE 100, which sort of falls with the uh, fits with the fall in the pound. And oil is up, almost 1% for Brent and uh, a little over 1% for WTI. David DeGaris is here today, NAB's Director Economics for Markets. He's in Melbourne at the moment, so look, the, uh, the, the bond sell-off has run out of steam, hasn't it? Less concerns about inflation, it seems. We've all moved on uh, at least for now. <laughs> Yes. Things are settling down it a is. bit. It, it is, Phil. It's been remarkable. I mean, if you, you know, you, you and I think Ray was mentioning yesterday, if you come in and saw those, uh, you know, the jobs report and the ISM services index and so forth, you would have thought bond yields are a lot higher. But mm. um, maybe they're taking um, uh, Powell's words to heart, you know, that it's a, a long road ahead and, um, you know, it's going to stay the course and we've seen the market pair back some, you know, rate rise expectations in the US further out in, you know, in the belly of the curve there. But um, <laughs> for whatever reason, yeah. you know, we're, we we're not on, at 1.8. No, well, we keep on getting hit with good news, don't we? And uh, oh, yeah. central bankers <laughs> keep on saying, no, it's not that good. Uh, it's not that good. So, I mean, let's look at the RBA as an example. Uh, you know, uh, the situation in Australia, look at COVID, no local infections mm. over the Easter weekend at mm. all. Uh, you know, we've, we've only had good news, but the RBA still refusing to budge on interest rates. Obviously, and no surprise there, but also on bond purchases, uh, they did a good job of saying how well the the economy was recovering yesterday, but still saying, "But look, we're not, we're not going to do much about it for the next few years. It's great, but not that great." Yes, well, they're still sticking to their guns that they're not going to change rates until 2024 at the earliest. And as you say, notwithstanding the fact that um, you know the numbers out of Australia have been remarkable, and we saw that further with. ANZ job ads uh, figures yesterday mm. up sharply in March. So, I mean, that, that's been a succession, hasn't it? Um, you know, the unemployment rate now less than 6%, uh, which, you know, we didn't think it'd get to until next year rather than rather than this year. But needless to say, they're staying, staying the course there. So, um, yeah. And there was the question, you know, wasn't there, on whether they would target uh, – Three-year bond yields or not? Maybe they they'd go longer. Is was there any more on that? Well, the the uh, there's particular interest in what's going to happen to the um, three-year yield control target when the April two thousand and twenty-four bond stops being the three-year bond. Well, it obviously, is right now. It's right on three years, mm. but um, in, in over the next few months, is that 
April 24 bond going to remain the target or are they going to, you know, flip that out to November 2024? It's obviously have a bearing on that will be how the economy performs over the next, you know, one, one quarter or so, right. uh, you know, post post JobKeeper. But so far, the, the top level macro indicators have looked very positive, Phil. Yeah. So it looks like they will keep it at, at a, April 2024 in that case, doesn't it? But Yes, yes. So, uh, and look, consumer confidence uh, is out today. Uh, so we'll see if uh, people are, are generally more optimistic than Philip Lowe seems to be letting on. Uh, of course, he can't talk up interest rates, can he? I mean, even no, with, with all of this good, he's between <laughs> a rock and a hard place. That's right. I mean, as soon as he thinks that, well, uh, there is, a, you know, if he said something like the board is considering whether they would be able to keep rates steady until 2024, oh, you yeah. know, the market would be off, mm. right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Aussie, instead of being 76.65 this morning, you know, would be, you know, probably a couple of cents higher on the back of that. <laughs> so that they're trying to keep, uh, financial conditions as accommodative as they possibly can without, you know, shaking the can too much and worrying people too much about um, how the economy economy is evolving. So, yeah, absolutely, you know, they're keeping it under wraps. Right. Despite all evidence to the contrary, perhaps. Look, the IMF uh, said yesterday that they're expecting higher forecasts. Oh, well, their forecasts are they're expecting higher growth. Uh, their forecast has been upped. You know what I'm saying? From 5.5% yes. <laughs> in January to 6% now uh, for this year. Uh, they've increased next year's a little too. Australia's going to grow from 3.5% this year. They reckon that's that's half a percent higher than they had in their October forecast. But the biggest leap is uh, their forecast for the United States. From mm. They were saying 3.1% growth this year back in October. Now they're saying 5.1%. And that doesn't include the impact of the infrastructure stimulus plan. So it actually could be higher than that. It, it, it could be. But, of course, that stimulus plan is, is over a, is a multi-year yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And, of course, there is the tax aspect of that as well. But, indeed, I mean, the biggest upward revisions, Phil, have been, you know, that caught my attention were really the US and the UK. So, I mean, it's hard to escape the conclusion that the vaccine rollout is also playing a part in that. Yeah. And um, absolutely fiscal support. And the, and the other thing that we've noted um, over the past few weeks has been the way that economies have adapted, uh, even despite, you know, lockdowns and uh, rising infection, particularly in Europe, you know, with those services indexes that we, we've seen, uh, haven't um, taken a back step and, in fact, improved a little bit further in March. Now, maybe they will take a back step in, in, in April. I don't think the market would be surprised with that, but... Um, um, you know, the, the, the IMF certainly uh, noted, you know, the vaccine rollout as, a, as, a, as particularly important and the adaption, adaption of economy. So that's been positive too. Yeah, and the good news continues for the US because oh. uh, job openings, uh, just as we had good job numbers for, uh, job, uh, numbers mm. for Australia, uh, job numbers in the United States. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I can't talk English uh, today, Dave. What? <laughs> Uh, too early in the morning. So, uh, yes, the uh, the jolts, the job openings in the US. We know we know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Just put all the words together in a different order. But the jobs, you, you do it for me. Jobs, The jobs numbers are really good in the United the States, jolts. aren't they? The jobs. Yes. Tell us about them, Dave. Yes. <laughs> so, so these are the uh, the job openings. So when you can think about payrolls, that's, you know, the, the growth, the net growth in employment. So that's a function of jobs being filled less, you know, people leaving their jobs for whatever reason. So mm. the job the job openings part of that um, took another step up in um, in February. These numbers are always a month behind the payrolls, but it really 
give you another inkling of, you know, what's coming down the pipeline. In fact, what we saw with non-farm payrolls um, last week. So up from 6,900 and what was it, 15 uh, to 7,099, the market was expecting about 6,900, Phil. So mm. the sectors that really um, uh, contributed were healthcare, um, food, accommoda- food and accommodation and, and retail uh, was the strongest since October 2019. So that's really the reopening of the economy there. So, yeah. you know, I think the market will be braced for uh, for mu- even much better US uh, employment numbers in the next few months. It's interesting, isn't it? There's a very different story just north over the border, the Canadian dollar down almost half a percent a day against a, a falling US dollar. So the Canadian dollar's down even more than that. Uh, that might be mm. something to do with the fact that they've got this big rise in COVID cases there. Now, Justin Trudeau said overnight that they were facing a very serious third wave. They are getting back to their post-Christmas peak in terms of the number of people infected. Uh, and that's because, mm. as you were saying earlier, you know, it's all to do with the vaccine rollout. Just 15% of the population vaccinated there and uh, they're getting another wave. So that's going to hit yes, the economy. Yes, well, um, it, it, it's, you know, the durability the sustainability of the of, uh, reopening mm. and uh, economic performance—it depends upon the management critically of the of the um, of the COVID crisis. So, um, yeah. you know, it's just an inescapable uh, reality right now. So, you mentioned uh, services uh, indicators for uh, for Europe. We get the final PMI reads for March for the euro area. Mm. And the UK as well for services. The UK seemingly doing a lot better than Europe for exactly the same yes. reason. I mean, 12% vaccinated in Germany. I mean, I think they're up to 60% now, they're saying, in the UK. Uh, and uh, Italy and Spain not doing that well uh, for services either for exactly the same reason. Yes. Well, I mean, we already know the preliminary numbers for France, Germany, the European Commission, of course, and uh, and the UK. And they're not normally revised a lot. But I think there'll be a little, mm-hmm. little bit of interest in... Um, Spain and uh, Spanish and Italy numbers. So whether they do tick up a couple of points as the uh, the French and German numbers did. In fact, the German numbers were up from forty five point seven to over 50.8. Uh, the market does expect the Spanish and Italian numbers to be a little bit better, if if less than fifty. So I think those will be the main interest there. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, always looking looking into the next month, how quickly the vaccine rollout is going. Now, I think the market's giving. Um, uh eurozone some room here now you know seeing that you know the, the vaccination rollout is going to step up in in the second quarter so but it really needs to it doesn't does, it yeah, so that you can so. yep. secure that reopening so have you got any theories about why the euro and the pound have uh, gone in in different directions is the euro just doing a bit of catch catch up and and similarly you know we've seen a, a bit of the same thing between the aussie and the kiwi dollar as well the kiwi dollar oh, i, I think a little yes Yes, I think that's right. Um, I mean, there are no apparent reasons really for the uh, market divergence of Aussie and Kiwi in the past 24 hours. I mean, the, the, the Reserve Bank statement was pretty much, I'd say, as most analysts would have expected it to be, mm. holding the line steady there. Um, New Zealand, uh, nothing really has changed. I mean, as you said at the opening, fell the travel bubble, if anything. Would have been positive. Yeah, it might have had a bit yeah. more flow-on effect yeah, for yeah. the Kiwi. Yeah. But the Aussie, um, the, the, so the euro and the pound, what's going on there? Because, the, I mean, the, 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 the difference there is 1%, actually. It's half a percent in each direction between yes. the two. Yes. Well, the euro has had a pretty tough time, hasn't it? Yeah. And um, it's been under pressure for a little while now. So maybe the market's uh, giving them uh, – giving. The euro a little bit, the benefit of the doubt for the time being with the uh, um, vaccine rollout promised through the second quarter of this year. Yeah. Pounds had a had a good run. 
Um, and we're in a new month. You know, Everything's getting sorted out. We are in a new month, of course. Yeah. We're in a new month and a new quarter. Yeah. So, FOMC minutes today, uh, tomorrow, to tomorrow, I should say. I really can't talk today, Dave. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, first thing tomorrow morning, just before our podcast, uh, the FOMC minutes are going to be out. Uh, they will no doubt reiterate that the US economy is picking up. All the same stuff. You know, we're, we're doing really well, so. but we're not doing that well. That's basically what they're going to say, isn't it? I, I think so. And since then, we've had uh, the president's statement on the further stimulus plan. So the market really wants to see a little bit more flesh on, on those on those bones, Phil, and also they understand the message from the Fed is that they're staying the course. Um, there's, what, 9 to 10 million people still out of a job in the US, and more of those will get a job in the next few months. But uh, for now, mm. um, the FMC minutes can tell us what we've already very much heard from the uh, from the Fed chair. But we might hear some snippets about what some of the other members are thinking about um, the job market and how that might evolve over the next year or two. Right. Okay. I think I should leave now while I can at least half string <laughs> a sentence together. Good to talk, Dave. Catch you again very soon. Thanks. Cheers, Phil. Bye. I'm coming off a chocolate high. That's what's doing it. That's it for the morning call for this Wednesday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.